0: TheOAMNetwork.com.
1: How's everybody doing out there? You can't respond because this is a podcast.
0: Why would you ask them that?
1: I just wanted to see if I could psych them out after that overly long theme song.
0: I hope there's somebody out there that was like, "I'm great, Deg. Thanks for asking." Well,
1: I can only hope I've brightened someone in the future's day. Yeah, that's all anyone can ever hope for. Hey, everybody, welcome to Deg and the Big Dog. Uh, I'm Mike Deg Degnan, and with me, as always, is
0: Big the Big Dog. No. Dog. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, big dog. Good to see you. Thanks. It's been a little while since our last episode with uh, Mr. Larry Clark. Yeah. But not that Larry Clark.
0: Right. Who is a different person that I right. know about now.
1: It is. And that was a very informative episode about- mm-hmm. Learned a lot. About both Larry Clark. About Clarks. both Larrys, yeah. Yeah. That's what we try to do. It's kind of the duality of Larry Clark right there.
0: Mm.
1: Um, so we have a very special episode coming up, Ooh. and not in that you're going to necessarily like- Learn something that's going to make your life better, but you'll get to learn about the pain of others, and that always, you know, at least entertains, occupies minutes. Because we have a very special guest with us.
0: Her <laughs>
1: <laughs> good way to way to be in the moment there, big dog.
0: <laughs> I, <got> the <laughs>
1: I think I think there was like something sparkly off in the distance. Hummus. There was hummus. Oh, there was hummus.
0: <laughs> Immediately distracted by food, I was like, "Wow, how that easily was really okay." I, oh well, then
1: I'll, I'll give you some time to think about how you're going to introduce our guest, and I'll, I'll just give some backstory. Yeah, go for it. Um, I first mes- met her. I first met our guest when she started coming out to open mics and was a supporter of the Memphis comedy scene. Uh, later on, she would help coordinate. Uh, I believe it was the second uh, Memphis Comedy yeah, Festival. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah, and uh, she is. I believe the Steve Martin of Professor Gould's Horror School in that she has appeared more times as a special guest star than any other person.
2: I'm so proud of that. Uh,
1: she is the creator, producer and star of The Breakup Show. and uh, All
2: facts. All factual. It's all
1: factual. And a, uh, a well-respected local uh, media producer. She is the lovely, the talented, the one and only Miss Savannah Bearden.
2: Oh man, thank you. That that almost made up for Hillary blanking out on hummus and and her introduction to me. It's good. Cold it's fun. It's totally fine. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, no cold cuts on that. No, we, we got We have fighting. to cold cut. We have to cold cut. Big dog. Oh shit! It's fine. Shit. <laughs> okay, we get out of the way early. Yeah, that's fine. All right. What were we talking about before that then? <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay, Gil. Here, here it is. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it. and Savannah, see how much of that you can fake again.
2: Okay. The
1: one, the only Miss Savannah Bearden.
2: Oh, thank you, Dag. That was, that was such an amazing introduction. I, it almost made up for the big dog totally blanking on my intro because of hummus. <laughs> Because apparently I'm not uh, red pepper enough to draw her attention. <laughs>
0: Hold on, I'm never in charge of introductions. It's never been my job.
1: Well, it was very important because you you, uh, you have submitted some material for this year's breakup show.
0: I did. So yeah.
1: you have a direct connection to. Uh,
0: but that doesn't make me good at this. You know, you know that.
1: <laughs> I thought that maybe practice would make you better at this. Yeah. And that was my first mistake.
0: It's all right. First won't of be minute, my last.
3: Sure.
2: Yeah.
0: I'm sorry, Savannah. Welcome. <laughs>
2: Thank you. Oh, that's I'm great so to be glad here. You're here. No, it's it's great to be here <laughs>
0: in this palatial
2: you, you bunker. Know, I mean, that's the double-edged sword. You know, it's like you blanked out because of hummus, but we have hummus right here in the studio. I'm drinking kettle one, which is I literally never been given to me on anything I've ever done. So this is already amazing. Like I'm having a great time, I'm loving it. So yeah, well,
1: that's the deck and the big dog guarantee. We're gonna we're gonna make our guests feel uh, special, special. We didn't too. do anything for Larry. We, uh, Larry had pizza.
0: <laughs> oh, right.
3: Probably Larry had
1: up. Aldo's pizza yeah. from the Midtown location. It was really good. Right? But, well, according to the Big Dog, that's nothing. That's <laughs> a forgot. big load of nothing. <laughs> I
0: forgot.
1: Oh, Big Dog. <laughs> Will you ever win? Never.
0: Win. <laughs> big Dog trying to keep up. <laughs> oh, poor
1: Big Dog. Oh, poor big dog. <laughs> well, Savannah... uh I'm glad we could introduce you and mention the many things you've done. I think that's everything we've got for this week.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah that's
0: it. I think, it. Go I think ahead. that's about it. I don't have uh, anything else.
1: Well, that's good. I'm glad to hear everything's going well with you. I mean, no issues. So uh, it was good to good to see you again. And uh,
0: yeah, we'll just do this next week.
1: Yeah, we'll just do this uh, next week.
0: Actually, before I do have one thing.
1: Oh well, I mean, I was about to wrap up. Are you sure?
0: I mean, it's just it's just one thing. <sighs>
1: Okay, I, I mean, Big Dog, I mean, is it maybe like some advice for, for people? We're just going to give some advice out to people? Well, to me. Oh, Big Dog. Don't I, tell me.
0: Dag, I have a problem.
1: <sighs> okay, Big Dog.
0: <laughs> this one's more of a moral quandary.
1: All right, actually,
0: okay. But I think you'll be able to advise on it. Maybe Savannah can too. Um, So I don't know if you guys know, but the Big Dog is... Going to Haiti later this year. Um, there is a group of people that are going down on a medical mission to provide m- medical, medical care.
2: Mission things. Mission
0: things to um, some folks at a place called Saint Vincent Center for Handicapped Children. And down there, they uh, the folks mostly speak French, and then there's a number of deaf children in, in the school, and they use American Sign Language for whatever reason. I don't know why they use ASL in Haiti, but they do. Um, so I was asked to go down and interpret so that these people can provide the medical care, which all sounds good, right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Okay. And it is. But the thing is, the group—I mean, I use the word mission, like capital M, because it's a straight-up, like, church yeah. group. Right. Like, it's a, it's a— It's a Jesus mission. It's a Jesus mm-hmm. mission, and I—, and I I mean, my understanding is that they're going to be sort of Jesusing at these kids. So you're going to you're what?
1: Hold on, let's clarify this. You're telling me that this mission is going to involve missionaries.
2: I know it's hard to believe, but that is what's it's not just a clever name, Doug. Yeah. <sighs> it's not. No, wow,
1: no. <laughs> I thought maybe it would involve somebody who could, uh, you know disguise themselves like anyone in the world and maybe like a hacker.
0: Yeah. And And then you'd be the badass
1: lead who hung out onto the side of a plane
0: that I could do. Zero moral quandaries. But because these folks are going down with this pretense of. What is the word? Evangelism. Yeah. Uh Yeah. I think that's right. I just feel icky about it. Yeah. On both sides of it.
1: Welcome to Western civilization.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I'm not getting anything from them. They're the church isn't giving me anything. I'm paying my own way.
2: And all that. I'm just so let's talk more about why you want to do it well I want to go because I like helping people then that's all you need to know right right, right?
1: so you're on your own you're mission. on
0: your own I am but am I sort of facilitating this icky evangelical Well, you're the
1: translator so that's a decision you
2: make yeah <laughs> that's very very true a good
1: you point. are the filter through which the message gets passed
0: well, so that's the other thing, is that as an interpreter, you're only supposed to, you know, I am the voice, I am the ears, right? I just, like, interpret exactly what's said, mm-hmm. which, wh- hopefully, I'm just hoping that they're only going to be talking about medical stuff. And if it gets to, like,
2: have you accepted Jesus Christ as your oh Lord and God, Savior? Oh, my God, there are going to be some hard J's thrown you're down. Start, you know that. Yeah. You know it. You're yeah.
1: going to start signing more dumb shit.
2: <laughs> blah. You don't have to listen blah. to this. Blah. <laughs> However you sign blah, you're just yeah. going to just wear out that little Is joint. there a yada,
1: yada, yada in ASL?
2: <laughs> I'm sure all, about be... all our listeners are really appreciating that. <laughs> right. They are. We're making hilarious faces These over These are here. very good,
1: yes. <laughs> we are the most uh, expressive facial mm-hmm. uh, yeah. podcast on the web.
2: That's great. It's yep. good. Yeah, that's uh, why we're so famous. <laughs> it's
1: what we're known for. Yes. Since we were founded okay. So-,
0: so what do you guys think Should I feel icky Um,
2: I'm going to go ahead and say It's okay to feel icky But it's kind of part of the whole thing Like there are lots of ways to help people And this is the way you've chosen So you have to deal with that part of helping people You could like help people in secular ways too But you chose this one So you just got to kind of deal with that I think Yeah but it's like churches are the ones that are going You know Right. I know, but still you're providing a good service for people. Yeah. Regardless. I mean, if there was
0: if there was an atheist, humanitarian, secular group going down, believe, I would be spearheading it. I'd be all over it. Why isn't that a thing? We should – I'm going to – all right.
1: Well, yeah. so, so maybe you learn from this experience and then try to apply it in a way you'd be more comfortable for – or more comfortable with in the future.
0: I think I'll be more most okay with it if the folks down there are already kind of religious and don't need to be
2: persuaded – you know what I mean?
0: That's probably a yeah. thing.
2: Cuz you know that yeah. I'm not
0: pushing anything but on like, anyone.
2: Think about it this way. It's not like they have to like sign up for Christianity the minute you give them like help. Like they can make their own decisions. So, it's not like you're like literally forcing it on them, right? Am I right? Am I right? Am I right? Am I right? I hope.
1: And just because they say they accept something doesn't mean like totally. it's like held true. It's just yeah. sometimes that's the pathway Dude, to get stuff it's done. It's like
2: taking like a sample at fucking Costco. Right. You're not going to buy the sausage balls. You're going to look like you're going to buy the sausage balls, but you're not going to buy them. You just wanted that right then. I right. know.
1: This reminds me of the origin story of my favorite cocktail.
2: <laughs> uh,
1: I've become very fond of the dark and stormy.
3: Okay,
0: that's a good one. Well, yeah, it's a very simple Mm -hmm. cocktail. Ramen, ramen. Ginger beer. Ginger beer. Ginger
1: beer. Ramen, ginger beer. And uh, it originated in the Bahamas. And what would happen is the sailors would have rum to drink because they had the sugar cane. You could turn it into rum. But then there were missionaries on the island who were trying to uh, preach temperance. And so they were giving out ginger beer. Uh as like, oh well you don't need to drink alcohol, please have some ginger beer. We're offering it to you as an alternative to save your soul. And the sailors would go and get the ginger beer, then go get the rum, mix the two, and the dark and stormy was born.
2: Boom. Huh. That's amazing. I didn't know that. I didn't know, I did either. Not know that either. Yep. We did wow. learn something already.
1: Already. Well, we are edutainment at its finest. It's
2: a laugh and learn.
1: It's a laugh and learn. learn. Or at least a learn.
2: It's a a lot (laughs) more learn than laugh. You know, it's still... Maybe a guffaw. It's a good L&L. We'll call it an L&L. Ooh.
1: You should trademark Mm. that. (laughs)
2: L&L. L&L.
1: So, yeah. uh, I think Savannah's given you uh, some great direction on this.
0: You know, I think Savannah... Knows me well enough to know that food
2: is the way to explain things to me, and the sausage balls metaphor <laughs> <it> really worked. <laughs> you know, it's whatever works. It's good. It's good. I'm, yeah. I'm glad. I'm Glad that it got through. It actually totally translated on me too. It's like this is how I would think of it. Right, so, sausage balls. Yeah, sausage balls. Speak the language. I of love food. eating free shit at Costco. I love it.
0: I never go to Costco. I probably should more.
1: I. I that would be uh, the first way you could start changing your life there, big dog.
0: <laughs> go into Costco more. Go into Costco
1: more. It makes all the difference. It does. You know the panic when you run out of toilet paper? Yeah, all Not too Not well. when you go to Costco.
2: Never. <sighs> Never.
0: I have a friend who lives really close to me, and he goes to Costco a lot, so I usually just call him, and he, he brings me toilet
2: Actually, over. you know what? Having people go to Costco for you is so yeah. much better. Yeah, it's, it's way great. better. If
1: it's reliable, that's great. Right. If it's consistent and reliable, phenomenal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Otherwise Good for it's, you.
2: It's kind of a bitch. It's big packages and anyway, this is really boring. This is totally boring. You should. <laughs> Go it's ahead. terrifying. Hey. Anyway, yeah. what are we even talking about? I don't about? think this
1: is any more boring than anything else we're going to talk about for the rest of the episode. You're <laughs> we
2: right. We are perfectly. Right you know what? We are. We're, we're, right. we're
1: keeping it at a certain level.
0: <laughs> well, okay. I, I think I feel better. Do you feel better? I think so. Good. Okay. I wrote a little song about it. Oh wow! Wow. I feel like I feel like this week I'm feeling a little rock and roll.
1: Ooh. Maybe a little Jesusy. Oh, wait, those are those are contrary.
0: <laughs> well, no, Jesus rock. So actually, good good friend of the show, uh, Scott Staff, guest writer, um, wrote 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 this oh boy. Week, this week's uh, resolution song. If I can remember what he wrote. <laughs> <laughs> song of resolution. Problems are all solved. Song of Resolution. Big Dog don't feel so bad at all. (laughs) Scott Staff is not that great of a songwriter.
1: (laughs) No, he really isn't. He's really more of a vocalist. And if I could channel him real quick for the second verse of that song. Maybe. Song of Resolution. Now Savannah said. The song of resolution may keep Big Dog from being dead.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he did better that time. (laughs) (laughs) Beautiful. Just beautiful. I'm glad
1: we uh, were able to resolve that. At least we so resolved nice. it. That's what's Yay! Weird. Why'd you choose Scott
0: Stapp? <laughs> you know he comes around a lot, and he's just always like, please, is, big dog. He's a
1: little homeless and toothless these days.
0: Yeah. Can I write Slim a song Pickens for your podcast? For him these days. It is.
2: Oh, the Oh, he can do.
1: I'd love to hear a Scott Stapp Slim Pickens uh, collaboration.
2: <laughs> that would be incredible. Oh, somebody get him on the phone right now. Somebody.
1: I think one of them. At least one of them probably dead. <laughs> Um oh good. That's fun. Yeah. Well, that's exciting. Um, you know what else is exciting?
0: What? Games?
1: It's that time. Yes. Oh. Once again, we are entering the arena known as Blinderdash. <laughs> awesome. And uh Yeah? Yeah. Do you have a wager this week? Uh Savannah? Uh, Have you you played Balderdash before?
2: I I have not. I have heard tell of Balderdash. I believe my direct quote earlier was, what the fuck is Balderdash again?
1: I I think that's accurate.
2: Yeah. Um, A little bit of panic in her eyes. Wait, what the fuck is Balderdash?
0: (laughs)
1: So, I don't know. Balderdash is a game where you're given uh, either initials or a name or a uh, laughable law, Uh and you're given two definitions, and you have to figure out which one is bullshit. Okay. In our version, Blinder Dash, mm-hmm. you have to have your eyes closed so you can't see how self-satisfied I am when I read the thing that I wrote.
0: That makes sense. I've okay. never looked, but I'm sure it's
1: oh, telling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's very telling. But the, okay. but because our contestants keep their eyes closed, last week, out of five of them, there was only one that was correct.
0: Wow. Bad. It was bad, guys. Now,
1: the other main component that has to be done on this is we have a wager between the contestants. mm so that we can add a little bit of real life drama sure, and tension to the situation. Sure. So Big Dog, Savannah, um I need, if,
0: I need to know like the level of wagers that have Well, typically I'll, been I'll, done. I'll tell you mine. What have what have we done before?
1: Um one week I had to read either what you chose out of a book called Our Bodies Are uh, Our, Our Bodies Ourselves, Our, Our Bodies, Ourselves mm-hmm. or what I chose out of a book called Our Bodies Ourselves.
0: And the okay. second week, it was extra movie homework.
1: It was either... Yeah, I was either going to give you extra movie homework, or you were going to... Or I was going to have to compliment oh, you. Oh, yeah,
0: and you gave me the shittiest compliments in the history of ever. <laughs> well, that doesn't count. Oh, no,
1: that that's true. I think we figured out that you're just not going to be happy with any compliments I give you. No, I... All right, we'll oh,
0: talk I'll about this off And reading. then
1: the, <laughs> third, <laughs> the third week was... I don't remember... What was your... Uh, wager against
0: he was supposed to use that voice and he never yeah, did he was supposed
1: to use a wacky voice for the entire podcast but it lasted about three syllables yeah. and then it was done yeah but what what did he wager against you
0: he wanted me to gargle
1: oh yeah you had to do something and gargle yeah yeah so that's the level that's it's really still what, still what we've achieved so far
0: okay i'm gonna step it up just a little bit this week in the in the theme of um of savannah being here with the breakup show um if I win, mm-hmm. Savannah, mm-hmm. I want to hear your virginity story.
2: <laughs> oh, I hope. Oh,
0: wow. Okay. Going all in. Going.
1: Shocking and jocking. Oh wow. <laughs> a
2: little S and J. <laughs> that's good. That's some good shit. Um. Okay. Um. Well then, if I win, I want you to tell the story that you sent to me a couple days ago. How about that? What? Or at least oh, good highlights. Oh, the panic I on stay. the big dog's face! You all hear me face. snapping just <sighs> all over the place.
1: It's snapping out. It's snapping more than Snaps Comedy Club, located in <laughs> downtown Memphis, Tennessee. They're a sponsor of ours. Open right? on very weird times <laughs> <laughs> with a show with an open mic at seven o'clock on a Saturday because that seems like a good idea. It's a great idea. Oh, hmm. they'll never listen to this. Okay, so we are no our, our wager is locked in. Well, they will after they hear what this what happened on this game of Blinder Dash. <laughs> This is the most exciting episode These so far. These are weird
0: stakes for a very innocent game. I know, right?
1: <laughs> uh, I believe that this is the time that Blinder Dash loses its innocence.
0: <laughs> yes. This is B- Blinder Dash's yes. virginity story. Yes.
1: Oh. So what we'll do is uh, we have a total of five, and we'll do one each. Okay. And then, if there's a tie after four of them, then it'll be the first one to say the correct answer. If someone on the last one, if someone says an incorrect answer, then they default to the other person. Okay. Yes. Are we set? Okay. Okay. Uh, we we already did the uh, coin toss, and uh, Big Dog, you won that earlier. Yes, I did. So I uh, that very uh, you'll well. you'll be sure. starting the game. All right, contestants, let's get blinded.
0: <laughs> oh, okay, right. Blind up, blind up. Yep, close my eyes, I'm good. Okay.
1: All right, big dog. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. A-A-S-H stands for...
0: All American Shitheads.
1: Oh, so close. It's either the American Alliance of Secular Hospitals or the American Association for the Study of Headaches.
0: Mm. I want that first one to be a thing. And I think it actually is. I'm going with that one. Secular Hospitals. Big Dog? Yeah.
1: You are incorrect.
2: Damn it. Oh, man. I am uh, right with that one. headaches. This is hard as fuck already. I'm, like, yeah. totally scared.
1: Okay, yeah. okay. Maybe no. it'll get slightly better. We'll I'm see. real nervous we'll see. over here. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, Savannah. Mm-hmm. This is Laughable Laws. Laughable Laws. Laughable, laughable laws.
3: laws. Yuck, yuck,
1: yuck. Oh. If there's any rich libertarians out there who want to sponsor the uh, Laughable Law segment, please <laughs> contact us at Dag and the Big Dog on Twitter. All right. In Denison, Texas, it is still against the law for a woman to adjust her stockings in public or her IUD.
2: Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, oh, God, you know, I have to... I have to say stockings in public.
1: Savannah. Stockings in public. Is
2: correct? Yes, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I just like guess because like I literally don't know how you physically would like, adjust, your, adjust your, IUD. your IUD. I mean, that's you need. You're really going tweezers, in there. Pliers, you need. You need really. Well, you need a couple people. Really. They're strings. But you know, whatever. It's fine, it's fine. Yeah, but really long fingers. to oh, get to this. So Maybe. Thank you. Wow. I am sweating over here. This is terrifying. Another <laughs> drink. I knew I should have made a bigger drink when we started. This.
1: Well, you can take your time and make yourself a drink now because now we're back to big dog. <laughs> yes. Oh, big dog! We've got a peculiar person.
0: Oh, I'm terrible at these. You love these. These
1: are your favorite.
0: No, initials is my favorite.
1: <laughs> oh well, then this hey, is, attention. Then, then this is going to go horribly wrong for you, <laughs> big dog. Yeah. Maddie Williams is the most decorated American engineer during World War II, or the owner of a pet pigeon named Sparkle that had a vocabulary of 531 words.
0: I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with the, the pigeon.
3: You're gonna go with the pigeon.
0: Oh, big dog. Was I right,
1: Maddie Williams? Yeah. Was the owner of a pet pigeon named Sparkle that had a just, vocabulary
2: just, just, of 531 just. words? Yum. Suck it, Ooh. Savannah.
3: <laughs> Whatever, bitch. It's on. It's on. Oh,
1: this is my favorite. This is my favorite blinder dash yet. <laughs>
3: oh, good,
1: this good. is great. Eye, y'all.
2: Glad someone's having a lot of fun. With <laughs> this. I am. All right,
1: Savannah, yes, are you ready? I'm ready. Because here come some incredible initials. Okay, APP, not to be confused with OPP, mm-hmm. stands for the Association of Pakistani Physicians or the Association of Polo Players.
2: I'm going with Pakistani physicians. I'm going with it.
1: Pakistani physicians is correct.
2: (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. God. This feels so good. This is amazing. Wait. So.
1: So she's up. So. I feel like she's earned it. I don't want to screw over and make the last question just worth more. But I'm going to do that.
3: Fuck.
1: You know what, I'm going to make it, e- if you, if you, if it somehow neutrals out, nobody has to tell any stories. All
0: right. How, and it neutrals out if I get it right?
1: Uh, yes. You have to be the first person to get it right. Oh, right, right,
2: right. right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: if Savannah gets it right or you get it wrong. Wait, so
2: this is like a shout out kind of thing? Yeah. <sighs> really? <laughs>
1: first one to get it right. So if you you answer first and you get it wrong, the other person automatically wins.
2: Okay.
1: okay. So this is getting very tense.
2: Oh my god. So <laughs> I love you, Pictalk. Let's not let this come between us, okay? Okay. Seriously. okay. Okay, great.
1: All right. To settle this once and for all. Our last category is weird words. All right. Okay. Snurge. S N U R G E is the unstoppable need to stop an alarm, or to shy away from certain types of work.
2: Shy away from certain types
1: of work. Savannah wins it.
3: <laughs> yep, yeah, yeah. What? What?
2: Uh, uh, oh, uh,
1: what? she is the champion, big dog. You can't just sit there like a little log. Oh. Savannah's the champion Savannah's feels the incredible. champion This incredible I'm sorry I just No wow. time for big dog Savannah's the champion Of Dash. Oh my god
0: Savannah I think that my tears Might add a little uh, A little flavor to your drink Over there
2: <laughs> You know You I'm, just want to you know, pass them this way It's okay It's fine You don't have to tell The full story
1: I think a wager was made And I think a wager Needs to be kept. Now, I will grant you that only the two of you know what the actual story was. Mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm. So, there you
2: go. If you
1: wanted to get up to some ch- chicanery and then not reveal it, mm-hmm. nobody else will know. Nobody else will be the wiser.
2: You have two very different stories happening in that one story, so you could probably choose one or the other.
1: But if you're a person of honor, big dog,
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: you're going to live up to your word. <laughs>
2: That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying.
0: <laughs> it's not that I'm a person of honor. It's that I know no one will listen to this podcast,
2: <laughs> so I'll tell enough of the story. One's of people are going to know all your shit. It's going to be crazy. Single digits of people
0: <laughs> will know this weird week I had. Back in December, does this take place at my
2: story time?
1: Um. No, no. This is, oh, this is a separate story.
2: All right. <laughs> well, all right. Packing lunch. She's, she's <laughs> going to be a minute. It's going to be a minute. It's a good one. It's going to be a minute.
1: Okay, you know what? It, it doesn't take the place of it, but just to make you a little bit more comfortable.
2: My song?
0: Yes! Big dog wins, because I get to hear this song again.
3: <laughs> All
0: right. This story is called Justin Sub. Oh wow. <laughs> it okay, look, dear dear two or three listeners, I'm not a bad person. I'm not a weirdo. No. I had a weird week. I just wanted just wanted to try something new.
2: Okay. You don't have to t- I mean, anyway go ahead fine. <laughs> it's so fine. I'm stepping out now i I'm, no, I'm no longer here i okay so
0: the the thing is i the, I thought I had a week in last winter where I decided that I wanted to be a dom, so not like creepy dominatrix person, just like a dominant lady that had agency during. Relations and wasn't just the recipient of things. Who
2: wouldn't want that? And who,
0: who wouldn't, wouldn't want, want
2: that? That's and,
1: taking charge. There's nothing exactly. nothing wrong about Sisters that. Sisters
2: doing it for themselves. That's all yep. we're saying. Oh
3: snap! Well,
0: see, that's how I felt about it. But it, it the response that I got was weird and not at all like that because the so. Oh, yeah, there's just so much, <laughs> <laughs> so much I learned about the scene. <laughs> I joined a little site called Fet life If you guys don't know what that is, it's a social media site for kinksters. Um. And I sort of fished around and I talked to a few people. And I, uh, I mean, they just say the grossest shit to you. So I was like, no, no, no. I'm, I'm a Dom looking for a sub. Um, and the responses I got were just crazy. They wanted, like, to do, they wanted me to do all the things. Anyways, so I found this one kid, Justin, and he just seemed simple and easy and just malleable and submissive. And that was what I was looking for. So I talked to him a little bit. We started texting and I saved him my phone as Justin Sub. Um, and it quickly fizzled because he wanted me to do so much crazy shit. Like, he wanted me to tell him, like, when and how he could touch himself. And if he did it in the wrong way, then I had to come up with these crazy, like, punishments. And I just, like, didn't have time or interest enough to do that. So I just, like, I was like, yeah, this isn't going to work. And he fucking lost his shit. He was just like, no, oh, my God, please, please don't leave me. And, like, what do you mean leave you? Like, we've never met before. And he was like, I'll come to your house. I'll do your chores. And I was like, you don't know where I live and it is going to stay that way. <laughs> um, so anyway, so I just kind of let that go. And he would text me from time to time. But I, you know, it was mostly harmless. So, okay. So then a few days later, I got back on normal dating sites. I was on OkCupid.
2: Normal. 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 I'm doing huge air quotes, quotes right here. here.
0: And um, I accepted a date from a kid that I had been talking to a, a really long time ago. And, and um... I didn't remember why I was interested in him to begin with, but I went on the date. Um, And so I was there at the restaurant waiting for him, and I was looking at his page to, like, brush up on who he was and stuff, and he had new pictures up that I hadn't seen before. And I'm looking at these pictures, and I'm realizing something that was not apparent before, and I'm just thinking to myself, whoa, does this guy have a super wonky eye when I hear my name and I look up and there's the wonkiest of eyes looking at me? How wonky was it? So it wasn't like, like I know you guys have seen like lazy eyes where one points one way the other one points the other way. It wasn't like that. They both pointed at me, but one was just like an inch higher up on his face. So it was just disconcerting. Like, it just like everyone off. should take a
2: minute to picture what that would physically look like in front of them. Because I think that's very crucial to your story. Yeah. It's very disconcerting. Mm. It's just not something I'm used to. Right.
0: Sure. But it turned out Wonky Eye was awesome. He was funny. He was, like, talented, successful, interesting. We had a blast together. We had a ton in common. And eventually the Wonky Eye wasn't super apparent anymore. And so we actually, like, went on a couple dates after that. And it went really well um, until (laughs) the fourth date. We'd been to a show and stuff. And we were, like, at a bar finishing up. And, um... He's like, hey, you know, we still got those beers from that six-pack earlier. You want to go back to your place and finish them? And I'm like, sure, baby, let's go. Um, yeah. <laughs> Show the business of that wonky eye. <laughs> um, <laughs> I got a wonky eye you can check out. <laughs> oh, <what Wah-wah>. <laughs> let's so,
1: give that eye a reason to be wonky. <laughs>
0: Knock that ass straight, son. <laughs> All right. This is horrible. He's a really nice person. I hope, I pray he never, he will never listen to this um, because of what's about to happen. So, there you go. Uh, so, we're at home. We're on the couch. We're making out. Listen to Otis Redding. It's going super Ooh, well. Nice. Yeah. His choice. I know. Great guy. Um, yeah. And, and so we like moved to the bedroom. And he's like, I oh, was so sweet. He was like holding my hand, taking me to the bedroom. Aww. And, um, but then he stops me and he's like, Hey, hold on. I got to tell you something. And I'm like, "Uh." All right. And I, you know, it's going to be a sex thing. And so my thoughts are like, oh, my God, he has a wonky penis. Or like he has a forked <laughs> penis. Or like he doesn't have a penis. It's immediately what you would think. He's got
1: a wonky one eye.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, I don't have any idea what this guy about to tell me. And what he tells me is, and the, this is the way he said it. He said, I've never had sex with anyone before. I'm like, oh, okay. And I like c- couldn't have handled it worse. Like I was a little bit drunk. And I tried, what I tried to be like was like, Oh, cool! No problem. That's fine. I but do what- this all
2: the time. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Don't worry about it. I fuck constantly. <laughs> it's great. Maybe <laughs> I fucked enough for both of us. Don't even worry about
0: <laughs> <laughs> but what came out was this—just like pitying, like, "Oh, that's okay." Like just horrible. Oh, and I heard myself simpering. Like it was, and I wanted to stop it happening, but I—I I couldn't. The damage was done, and I don't know. But he. I, I I managed to kind of like salvage it and uh, sort of tried to act like meek and like oh it's a, I don't have a lot of sex either it's fine well, <laughs> I mean, what, what is that what is that set what is a lot how I mean, do you really? even pronounce <laughs> that it's
2: so weird
0: it's all relative really <laughs> um, so we go to the bed he's satisfied we go to the bed. Ugh. And then um, he's like, Do you mind if I put on some music? And I'm like, Oh, yeah, yeah, because the Otis writing record was done. So I hit it on my phone, pulled up the Pandora app, and I was like, I'm going to go freshen up. I'll be right back. And uh so I go to the room, and I come back, and he's sitting like straight up in my bed with this just horrified expression on his face. And he's holding my phone, he's looking at it, and he like slowly looks up at me with his wonky little eyes, and he turns the phone towards me, and I see that a a text message banner had popped up on the Pandora, and you know if you have an iPhone that if you tap it, that's going to open up the message. Um, and it was from Justin Sub. <laughs> At just the worst of times and the worst of messages, the message clearly read, I want your, knuck- your fingers knuckle-deep in my asshole. <laughs> Glorious applause. Oh, oh. Oh. And I have just tried to tell this guy, oh no, I don't do this very often. I'm not terribly experienced oh, no. either. Don't touch me in my bathing suit,
3: please. Yeah.
1: As Charles Nelson Riley once said, how's that for a topper?
3: Oh.
0: Yes. oh. And as uncomfortable oh. as I was, he was a thousand times worse. He. Left, like in under a minute, like, he whizzled, gone. gone <laughs> called an Uber, was
1: gone
2: <gasps> immediately, oh, just God. gone. Oh.
1: Which really is a testament to how much better Ubers are in this town than taxis.
2: <laughs> <laughs> So true. It's so this is true. actually just a PSA. I've never for heard Uber. of
1: anybody getting out in like a minute after calling a cab. In I this mean, town. probably
2: he was just walking down the street trying to put as much distance between me and him as possible. But I don't uh, think you can get in your car faster than that. Like honestly, like it's amazing. I think it's, yeah. it's a great story. Oh, I got the big dog touch. <laughs> <laughs>
1: great... Well, he didn't that night.
2: <laughs> no, he didn't. No, he didn't. But oh, I'm sorry. That's a great story. That is a fantastic story. That is actually a perfect example of breakup show stories. Like when she sent that to me, I was like, holy shit.
1: Good segue, Savannah. It's a
2: good am to say. Well, that's why we started. That's why that's, we did what yep. we did. And it is. It's a, that's,
1: yeah, that was a really. In fact, because that was such a good story, that's going to count as story time. Yay!
0: <laughs> Big Dog told her humiliating story. And she doesn't have to tell another one today. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well while big dog hangs her head in regret
2: uh savannah yes, yes. i think
1: that was a, a great segue into talking about the breakup show
2: thank you thank you i try i try you it back to me apparently <laughs> i didn't mean to i swear to god i didn't but you know
1: you, to- you're our guest so feel free to and uh you, this is going to be uh, the fifth breakup show, right?
2: It is. It's technically our fifth breakup show. We did one uh, at the Memphis Comedy Fest a couple of years ago, which we dubbed three point five. But yeah, this is our fifth, like, full show, all new material, all that. Yeah,
1: nice. And uh, for those who don't know, yes, could you give a synopsis of the breakup show?
2: Oh, I'm so glad you asked. No, um, I uh, the breakup show. It's it's a multimedia comedy show um basically we take submissions from ordinary americans and (laughs) we um we basically do readings of you know text messages bad online dating stories we do we take all of that and then we do videos on them we it's just kind of this amalgamation of everything horrible about dating and romantic anything anything kind of qualifies at this point (laughs) since we've been doing it for five years so yeah, we get a ton of submissions of people giving us bad online date stories or Tinder messages, and then people like was just illustrated by the big dog. Um, these stories are like, "Are you fucking kidding me? That never happened." But they happen every day, right. and they happen to Memphians a lot. And they mostly happen <laughs> they to the really big dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, most of the big dog. It's like sixty percent big dog, <laughs> but like there's another forty percent that also will submit to our show. So yeah, so that that's kind of our show. I don't know, Nutshell. Yeah, I,
1: I think that was a really, really good description, just of, of it in general. <laughs> right. Now, as, as someone who's seen a couple of the breakup shows, one thing that I love about it because we have some annual theater shows and things that right. that, that come back to a one year, once a year run, mm-hmm. but. The breakup show evolves, and there are ongoing themes and things that happen. Yeah. So if you've been watching for a couple of years, you'll see like the ongoing romance between Brandon, Sam's, and Bruce. <laughs> right.
2: Which, right.
1: frankly, I have not been that invested in what happens to a couple since Luke and Laura <laughs> in the early '80s.
2: No one has. I mean, it's been it's been a huge scandal. It's it's been huge. No. Well, you know, it's like my my big thing is that I'm so heavily influenced by ensemble shows. Period. And my biggest thing for the breakup show – like, the first year was very much like, hey, we got these submissions. We're going to read them. But then it became clear that we were all kind of characters in it, and we're all caricatures of ourselves. So there's five members. It's me. It's Bruce Bowie, Brandon Sams, Dustin Holden, Jamie Hale. And we all – we are the people that we play, but it's way heightened. You know, sure. I, you know, I'm the cunt bitch director that's always just you know. I mean, that's literally what my character is, and I wrote it myself. So that's.
1: Do you have like a cast T-shirt that says that on the back? I
2: want to. Well, you know, I was like, if we ever like take this big time, I want to be CBD Productions, yes. <laughs> it's Cunt Bitch Director Productions. Um, but you know, and, and Brandon's the token straight guy. Bruce is this amazing. Um, he's a costume designer drag queen gagian like presence that of course like I was like oh god how great would it be to have bruce this amazing gagian pair up with the straightest straight man on the planet brandon sams da, da, da. It's, like, and it's a it's a beautiful sorry brandon if you're listening to this you don't sound like that Completely. Um but yeah, I don't like, understand. i was listening to this podcast and all of a
3: sudden. So is there. Uh, I've been doing the show for four years.
0: And there she is, and she uh, uh, wait, wait, let, let me tell you about oh, it. No, no, no. <laughs> right. Brandon, get out of here. Right. Seriously. Come on,
1: Sam, you'll get booked. Don't worry about it. It's you don't have right. to barge in and steal a microphone.
2: That's so Brandon. Right. That's so Brandon. Oh, yeah. As um, they
1: say, as the kids say. <laughs>
2: Yes. Uh, so yeah, so we, you know, we kind of, we have this like separate kind of thing, which it, from the beginning, I kind, of, I kind of thought we were too inside baseball with it, because we write it together. And, you know, we have these, this experience together. But I realized that audiences are actually picking up on it. And that's what they like about the breakup shows that we are these characters. And it's kind of amazing, because then all I have to do to write the show is hang out with my friends.
1: Oh, that's great! And that's it naturally the
2: best. just evolves. Where it's like we're, we're talking about something, and Jamie will say something like super bitchy about Dustin. That's like super passive aggressive and whatever. I'm Like, oh my god, you guys are like totally a couple. That's like not a couple. And I write a segment, and I'm like, and by the uh, way, you have to perform this. So <laughs> you know, like it's great. So it's it's a really it's a really organic process, and we love each other a lot. And I think that that translates to people. So it's it's kind of like the best thing ever that I could be doing. I can't believe we're I'm about to be 35. I'll be I will be turning oh, wow. 35 two days after the show premieres this year. Oh, wow. And I'm like, fuck. Hey Savannah, let's, you know, maybe not do a show about failed dating and relationships, but at the same time I'm having a really good time doing it. <laughs> so you it's know It's so fantastic. It is such a fantastic show. I saw
0: it the first uh third and fourth years. I missed the second one.
2: Oh well thank um, you.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's so good. I mean the first time I saw it I didn't have any idea what I was getting into. I was just Brandon had told me to come to it and so I did. And just like crying, laughing the whole time. I brought a couple of friends. And they were like, "What the
2: fuck is this? This is so funny." God, they do. Awesome. You guys
0: do the segment with the where you read the text messages from high schoolers. Yes, yeah. Oh, Can't even so handle good. it. Oh my god, it's so funny.
2: I <laughs> mean, you know, I mean, that was that was a random thing when we did our second year. That's when we were at Theater Works. So that's a whole different story. Or oh, maybe I did see the second year. Um, it was the first year we did it, and um, yeah, uh, one of my friends works at Overton High School. I was like, my kids are constantly reading me transcripts from their breakups, and I'm like, holy fuck, send them to me. And he literally so made—he started making an assignment for us. He teaches home ec, so it's like kind of a bullshit class anyway. Sure. <clears throat> so yeah, so like they—they they would literally screenshot shit and shit, send it to him, and he would send it to me. Wow. And it's the most amazing material. Hashtag boo bye. Hashtag boo bye. <laughs> you know, and it's fun too because that kind of shit you can really play with, where it's like some readings are straight up just like we're we're teenagers some readings are very they're very dramatic <laughs> and they have this kind of emphasis to it which just shows you how ridiculous everything is And being they're so they're all
0: poorly spelled but they're using these hilarious right. like dramatic voices
2: well, yeah, <laughs> Right. Well that's that's another component too is that you always see the transcript behind us like you can read along with what we're saying so you know that this is real Yeah. And just that that kind of like the duality of it is funny in and of itself. And so it's that's perfect, and it's so universal. Everyone, everyone is dealing with this. Like right. everyone is going through so much. Gar- well, or has gone through. Has it. gone exactly. Yeah. Right. I mean, people, because we do have a huge, you know, online dating component text component, but even like older generations right. have enjoyed the shit out of it because it's still it's all still universal. Mm-hmm. It's just different means of communication. And um, you know, I've even had my own stuff that, like, when I started doing the show, and I'd have like. like Crazy, drawn-out, drunk text messages with my boyfriend, blah, 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 you know, whatever. I look back, I'm like, fuck, this is a great, this is good. <laughs> like, this is terrible. Like, you, you don't even realize how weird you get in that moment. So, yeah. But it's, everyone it's, does it. Everyone does it, exactly. And, and it think, makes you feel better to watch it and be like, oh, thank God. Right. Someone else has been that crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and I've heard a lot of that, and that's really exciting because when the show is so fun for me, it feels hugely self-indulgent every single time I do it cause nice. I'm, like, I'm, just, I'm having a fucking great time and these I feel like these are all inside jokes or sort of like oh this is how this should be read because it's funny to me that way and when people laugh at it it's unreal it's just unreal and it, it makes me so happy that I'm in a city that fully can't embrace the show it's a body fucking show we cuss it's cunt 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 shit <laughs> dick balls all over the place But people love it. We did it outside. We're doing it outside again this year. The fact that we can do this in Memphis is insane. Say, say when and where is that going down, Savannah? Oh, you mean the breakup show? Oh, I do. The breakup show. Well, the breakup show. We will be back on uh, Broad Avenue at the uh, Water Tower Pavilion on October 3rd at Mm -hmm. 8 p.m. And then the next weekend, we will be at a new venue. We've never been there before. It's called um, Studio 688. It's at 688 South Cox, right at Central. Um, oh, it's wow. a very, very unassuming type place. Like from the outside, it looks just like a tiny little house, but connected to it is like a 2,000 square foot performance space. It's oh, actually wow. a photography studio. Wow. And so they rent it out for stuff, and we are the first of its kind that will be going in there, but it's really awesome. Um, we're going to have drinks and porta potties and Ooh. all kind of stuff. So, yeah, I'm really excited about this year. It's, um, you know, we've gotten to the point where people like it, and we've had to found, find bigger venues, which. I never thought would happen with the show <laughs> ever, ever, ever. So I'm, I'm really happy. Well, That's really fantastic. Happy. Yeah. Um, oh, and also, also October 10th, we're doing two shows, seven and a 10 p.m.
1: Okay, and that's at Studio 688.
2: Yes. So it'll be ninth and tenth at Studio 688. One, uh, the ninth will be at 7 p.m. The 10th, uh, seven and 10. Okay. Awesome. And the third at the Broad Avenue. At Broad Avenue at 8 p.m. One show.
1: I remember uh, going to. I guess it was the second breakup show with uh, two friends. And there was a short with uh, you and local filmmaker G. Bart Shannon.
2: Uh, Yes, G.B. Shannon. G.B. Shannon. (laughs) And
1: uh, both friends after the show (laughs) said, well, this is how it went. One of them said, oh, my God, I have totally been on that date with that guy. (laughs) And the other one said, "So have I."
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so sure.
1: yeah. You, there's just such. Well, you know, it's actually touchdowns. funny
2: that that the the second year, what I did, what you're talking about is, I actually I was single at the time, and I signed up um, on Okay Keep It to get material. I was like, "Fuck it," like. I I preach all this shit about, oh, I want you to see me on bad dates. But I would never actually go on dates on my own unless it's somebody I knew or whatever. So I signed up and, yeah, just a cluster of freaks just like completely throwing themselves just, you know, okay, keep it just weird shit. But I went out with three guys. And each guy, I was very honest with them. I was like, well, full disclosure, I am totally single. However, I'm looking for material. And if this works out and we're a great fit, that's awesome. You won't be material. I don't Anyway, <laughs> So um, all three of them were cool with it, and they all showed they're crazy. Like, that's what's so funny. It's like, and they didn't even realize that they were showing they're crazy, which is, like, it's just insane when you know that someone's physically going to write this down and perform it on a stage. So, <clears throat> you know, one guy was just completely, like, obsessed with just talking about our profiles on ok cupid and you know about how i looked in my pictures he was like giving me advice and like oh you know it's like really cool like you look this way in your pictures but in real life you're like a lot sexier than that and blah 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 i'm like oh cool okay whatever um and the next guy was um this writer that was great in emails but then i met him and he lived with his grandmother and he was weird as fuck and he sat there like he I ordered dinner and he just watched me eat and chain smoked the entire time. It was super intense. And then the third guy was literally—he just got divorced. His wife had just left him. He was a Pentecostal from Millington, and super cute though, so fucking cute. Um, But like, he'd never really gotten drunk before ever. Wow. And uh, he—we went out and he was like, "I would love to hang out with you more." He like—he literally did did not know how to order a drink. (laughs) Didn't like seriously was like "What, what. what should I order? Like, what do, what do you order? He ordered an, an Apple teeny. <laughs> wow. Because he, he had had that before at his sister's wedding. <laughs> wow. And fancy Loved wedding. Yeah. So, this guy, he was really, like, he's like, I want you to take me out. I want you to get me drunk. Like, I've never been drunk before. Let's plan a date. We're going to go out and get drunk. And I was like, oh my God, we will so do that. However, I'm doing this show literally in like three weeks, and this story's going in there. Like, I told him that. I told him that. He would still text me, so I obviously put a little funny spin on your stories, obviously. And I, I'm not exaggerated what this guy had said, but I had someone play him that was very over the top. My friend Ben Rednauer who was hilarious Um, and I added to the story where I actually do take him out and get him drunk and then I take him back to my my apartment and get him stoned and then it cuts to us in bed together and he's like weeping next to me in the fetal (laughs) position and it was great it was really funny and um, so the second weekend of that show I get a text from him and he's like can't wait to see you tonight I'm coming to the show (laughs) I was like oh Oh, no no. fuck and I'm like because he's so sweet he's a fucking ex-Pentecostal like he's got Nothing but the, the, the Jesus in his heart. Aww. And I'm like, fuck, fuck, fuck. So I text him. I'm like, okay, hey, great. I just ha- I have to let you know, like, you are in the show. And I, it's all for comedic purposes. I don't mean anything by this. Like, oh, no, it's fine. It's fine. The entire show, I'm fucking freaking out. Because, like, we're on stage the whole time. Like, I never leave the stage. I see him bigger than shit. Like, dead center. Just, like, yeah. eyes beaming. He is so happy to be there. Like, he is just, like, a smile from ear to ear. And so the videos start playing, and he's is the last one. So I'm sitting in the dark, and I keep, like, turning around in my stool, like, looking at him. He's just beaming, beaming, beaming. And then his video comes on, and his face drops. But then he starts laughing louder than fucking anybody in the audience. Yes! He loved it. Loved it. Loved it so much. He meets me by the stage door tells me just gushes like wants to meet the entire cast, follows us to Side Street where he orders another apple teeny <laughs> <laughs> and quote of the night, he's sitting next to me and he's like, Oh my god, this is so great. You guys need to take this on a cruise ship. <laughs> Was like, well, that is the height. <laughs> Just not <an optimized> a <laughs> compliment. No, that's what. But he thought that was. But like, to him, yeah. it's the height of like luxury. Right. That is, oh yes, that's yes. palatial entertainment. Is yes. a cruise ship. You guys should be on a cruise you ship. ship. No, <laughs> I would punch somebody in the dick if they said that to me, <laughs> dude. No, I, I snorted my drink. I mean, like, seriously, like, oh my god! And because he was serious, and he really thought that was a great compliment. Oh, <laughs> epilogue to that story. that's mm. about five minutes after that. Um, he was like, "Ooh, I just got a a ping on OK Cupid. Like someone's near me or something. Whatever the fuck the site was, maybe it was Matt or something. And it was one. It was a girl I knew. It's like, do you know this girl? I'm like, yes, I do. They dated for three fucking months after that. Oh my and god, and it was Big Dog. That's right. No, I'm just kidding. That's <laughs> it, and it was the Big Dog. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. So anyway, if we, we a, know Big Dog don't do well with milk toast. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So anyway, that, that's, um, that was my story oh, of those, those bad dates. That was a phenomenal story. <laughs> Thank you, yeah. So I've been, I've been very careful since then to keep things uh, pretty anonymous for myself. I did call out an ex one year because he literally sent me a breakup email three weeks before the show opened. Oh, my God. Like, you're asking for it. You know I'm going to use it. And it was such a shitty email, too. I was like, I got to. I just got to. And it was really fun. That was actually a really fun one. I bet. But for the most part, totally. I'm discreet because I am the breakup show girl, so you don't want to totally be undateable.
1: (laughs) Okay, so breaking up through, like, an email or a text is, like, the worst, right?
2: Yeah, pretty much.
1: Pretty much. Like, that's, like, the coldest, worst Worst way to be broken up with.
2: Right. Yeah.
1: Um, so I'm, I'm glad I've dodged that so far. <laughs> no, it's good. Who knows? This episode may air and I may be getting an email or a text.
3: <laughs> but no.
1: uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I've mostly been broken up with in my, my dating mostly life. Been Most, broken mostly up mostly with. been broken up with. But one time I did the breaking up.
0: Ooh, do tell.
1: And I did it in person because I found out somebody was kind of sleeping around a bit.
2: Somebody
1: that I was seeing. I'm not trying to identify anyone. Okay. No, I was,
2: like, I was like, was it you? <laughs> <I'm> like, oh, <laughs> yes, no. it was
1: me that was sleeping around a bit. So I broke up with myself.
2: <laughs> You're, too <slutty> <laughs> You're too slutty, Dick.
0: What are you doing with yourself?
1: Get out of my sight, and I broke the mirror.
0: Um, <laughs> Oof.
1: But uh, but I was very cold. I was I was owed a little bit of money. Ah. Uh. So I was very careful and calculated, like I'd made the decision, this thing needs to end, it needs to be over. Took the person to go and get the money that they owed me.
3: Oh my God.
1: And it was just like, hey, how's it going? But like more reserved than I probably would have been otherwise. <clears throat> but I didn't want to get, I, I knew if I, act, if I reacted emotionally, I wasn't getting my money back.
2: Oh God, no, yeah.
1: So it was better to uh, just go ahead and go take them to the ATM so they can get get the money when they finally had it. (sighs) Got my money back, or drove up to their place, and said, okay, well, I'll I'll go ahead and take the money, and uh, why don't you go ahead and give me a copy of your key while you're at it? Copy of my key. Your copy of my key.
0: So she didn't know you were breaking up with her when you went to get the money. Mm -mm. Wow.
1: And that was, and she's like, she said, really? You're going to do that? And I said, yeah, that, that's what's happening here. And she did that, had a very, like, flustered look on her face, sure. which, fuck her for, for fuck that. Fuck
2: her for her flustered face. I'm sorry. You shouldn't have <laughs> fuck been, fu- her her. been fucking that other guy.
0: But, um... Did she know you knew?
1: N- no, but it, we kn- but I you knew... You never told her that you knew? Well, no, I brought it up then. Like, I like brought it up. After
2: the money exchange. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm and like, fuck look. You, and you're she's your place, like, are you, you really going to do this? Dude.
1: And I'm like, well, you are fucking that other guy. Nice. So
2: nice. put yeah, a well, period well on the end of that sentence. Like, Pretty <laughs> much.
1: Like, and then, then she, she mm-hmm. got out of the car but at her home. I didn't, like, ditch her in the middle of nowhere. Like, I might have, should have. But uh, at, at her home. And then I went back to my house. And that was one of the greatest feelings I've ever had post-breakup.
2: I like that. That's a good story. I'm going to give another round of applause for that one. Oh, I'll do that. That's I'll
1: join in. Yeah, well, thank you. Thank you. I, d- you I like don't do it. it for the applause, but I <laughs> sure do appreciate it. <laughs> yes.
3: Yeah. Wow. But, yeah,
1: so, I mean, most breakups I've been through have been awful, but that was the one time where it was like, you know what? I'm taking charge for once. Yeah. I'm not yeah. just going to get my heart broke.
2: No, that's good. You got Proud your money. You, you got paid. It's good. What's it's what really matters.
1: Good. Yeah. Well... This has been this has been so much fun so far. It has. But we have a very important duty on this show, which is we provide unqualified advice.
0: We do. In we're a little segment.
1: Whose name changes, but this week we're gonna call it You're Not Gonna Do It Anyways. When did it
0: change? It's always been that.
1: Well sometimes they say so in front of it. Oh, okay. Way to challenge me, big dog. Take up time <laughs> right now. It. Um so our first piece of advice we were asked about um, isn't really a question, but we did get someone qualified to respond. Oh, good! <laughs> but it's neither one of us. We'll still give unqualified takes. Okay. On on this, but uh, this is a bit of a hot button segment this this week. I'm going to go ahead and warn you. Uh, the very. You've probably heard about this thing on the news. This piece of advice comes from. Sherry H. And she says, Obamacare. Choosing between the marketplace plans versus no insurance. Facts. Colin. The premiums are too high, deductibles even higher, and the plans don't cover the medical expenses nor the monthly prescriptions. No insurance option. Well, I have no insurance and the IRS keeps my rebate to pay for someone else's health care. Hmm. Thinking of moving to Washington or Colorado and joining a hippie commune. Names should be changed to protect the ignorant. Hey, I'm not proud. Advice and comedic relief. A re- comedic relief. Urgently sought.
2: <laughs> comedic relief. I'm
0: sorry, someone posted that to us. Yes. Really?
1: Okay. Really, that was really because wow. we say any topic, and that's what we got. So. Um, wow, I can't have, get into technical things about Obamacare. I certainly not be have less
0: qualified I have
1: it. I have an unqualified opinion on this and a response. But
0: God, I couldn't I even listen I would, to the question. I thought it would
1: mix it up a little bit and I actually got someone who can perhaps provide some tools and like some official guidelines in regards to trying to understand what your options are living in a state like Tennessee, uh with the ACA in effect. And uh I'm very happy to welcome a man who's been sitting very quietly at the table so far because he is a goddamn professional. He is the host of the Tuesday show with Doug and Kyle. He is the one, the only, Kyle Kordsmeyer.
4: Yay!
0: Welcome to the program, officially. Seriously, you did so good at being quiet. I know. I, just, I know. I forgot I you were here. had to hear. jump in. Yeah. You didn't? I,
4: it was a little creepy, even for me. It's all
2: right. It's cool.
0: You were mostly the reason why I was so uncomfortable during the Justin Sub story. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Was I enjoyed it because that. he
2: was
1: Justin
4: Sub?
2: Oh, um, oh now
0: it comes out
4: okay well probably not but if you are Justin sub and you need some medical you attention, probably do um <laughs> on a regular basis get
0: those knuckles surgically removed from your asshole
2: <laughs> y'all he just wants a knuckle in his asshole y'all don't be me i think it was
0: plural savannah
2: knuckles yeah. he just wants some knuckles in his asshole <laughs> that's all anybody wants if you do need some medical
4: help in the state of the sea uh yeah you you um you, you definitely have options with the open marketplace, which reopens, I should mention, November first. Oh, very important. So I uh if you've already signed up before, it's important to renew as well. And there are different plans this year um, on the marketplace. It switches every year. Um, Each state takes on different carriers, whether it be Blue Cross, Blue Shield, Cigna, whatever. Um, And the premiums did go up in the state of Tennessee this year. Um, And the reason for that is because there was a bill called Insure Tennessee that did not go through, and uh, we had Medicaid uh, not get expanded. So it means... that people are still going to hospitals. Um, we just don't have the federal government paying for it. We are. So uh, since the cost of medical care is going up in the state of Tennessee, and there are probably going to be some hospitals shutting down because of it, um, unfortunately, uh, the premiums are going up as well, even on the open marketplace plans. So, uh people in Tennessee should expect to see uh a little bit of an increase. Um and I guess to kind of address what they were saying about the coverage options, uh you know, on, on the marketplace you can select a uh a catastrophic plan which just means if something um in, insane happens and you know, basically keeps you from like going bankrupt, but um then you have your bronze, silver and and gold, right? And I don't even think Dick Cheney can afford the gold. But um, basically, you, you do have uh, an option to look at those plans. But the ACA is not designed for everybody. Um, there, If you don't make, as an individual, if you don't make $11,670 a year then you actually do not qualify because you would not be able to afford a plan on the open marketplace. However, if you make just above that, let's say you are a fast food worker, right? Um, and you're making uh, poverty wages, but you're making above that eleven thousand six seventy. dollars um, then you would be basically qualified to receive the, the best premiums, right? And we were actually able this last time to sign um, a lady and her daughter up uh, for a plan for 88 cents a month. Oh, wow. Um, just because that's the, the type of subsidy she qualified for. Um, but if you are not at that level, um, then you are in what's called the gap. And this bill insure Tennessee would have covered about 300,000 people that are in the gap, Um, but that is not the case. So um, open enrollment does begin again November 1st. It ends on February 1st this year. If you want to get a plan by January 1st, you need to sign up by December 15th. If you want to get a plan by February 1st, sign up by February 1st.
1: Thank you so much for that. Wow,
2: that was very informative. That is the most
1: informative and like qualified advice we will probably ever have on this show.
2: It's an L&L. It's a laugh and learn.
1: It really really is.
4: Thank you so much
1: for that, Kyle.
4: It's not a problem. And I just wanted to throw this out there. If you do want to just find out what a plan would cost for you, there's tools online. You can go to www.getcoveredtenn.org. And there's actually a calculator there. So you put in your household income, how many people live in your house, and you hit enter. And you can find out what a bronze, silver, or gold plan would cost for your family. Oh, that is very nice. And you can even compare plans on the same site. Nice.
2: Are you guys sponsored so cool. by Kyle tonight? Like, we, what's we are not. I merely, I merely asked
1: him to uh, to to come in because I knew that he was well informed on the subject yeah. and he could actually provide some information. It also provides some cover because Kyle has nothing to do with what I'm about to say <laughs> at all. Um. Okay. Look, I'm in the blessed minority, I guess, in that I have ins—I have employer-based insurance, and it's pretty good. And I hear a lot of people complaining about the ACA and having to pay uh, either for a plan where they're not getting enough, and this is in Tennessee specifically, the plan where they're not getting enough or having to face having to pay the penalty. Um, and, yeah, that's a real concern. But I will say this, as someone who gets employer-based insurance, my insurance has gone down every year since the ACA went into effect, whereas every year prior to that, it went up. And that's what this is about fixing. Now, let's talk about fixing things. We have seen from the Supreme Court that there is not going to be a quick or easy repeal of this legislation. And because we're in a representative, representative democracy, what we, the people have to do is accept that this is a thing that's going to be there because no one's going to be willing to just throw that many people out of healthcare and Any politician who goes and seriously says that repeal is an option or a thing that can happen is a liar or a deluded maniac. There, I said it. (sighs) We need to demand from our representatives that they make a plan that works better for us. They need to address the shortcomings in this plan that were the parts of this plan that were hijacked by the insurance industry. That made this where we were going to just go and subsidize insurance companies rather than have a public insurance option or single-payer coverage, which in Western civilization is the cheapest way to provide health care to everybody. Every other Western country does this, but we can't be bothered to actually do it. Um, I can only hope that because of some of the provisions in the ACA that the lobbying arms of the health insurers – decrease because they frankly can't spend the same amount of money they used to be able to spend because they're actually required to spend money on the uh, clients that they have. Uh, And yeah, you representative democracy only works if people are engaged and informed about issues. If you are concerned, if you're angry, if you're upset, go and learn what the options are other than just a flat-out repeal, because that is a fantasy, which is not going to happen. And you shouldn't believe any charlatan that would present it to you. Political rant's over.
4: Awesome. Oof, Can yeah. I just add one thing? The, sure. Um, the, you know, the plans are going to go up. I'm, you know, I just want to be completely honest about that. But... The hope is that by the next year or the year after, when you have enough people paying in right ultimately, if we accepted that money, for example um then the cost would actually be going down right and i, I mean that's that's th- that's where I think the the end game is with this and yeah i I agree with you like people should you know. Learn more and, and, it, and write, write, your, it, write your representatives. It drives me crazy
1: that this gets addressed like some kind of federal problem where specifically in the state of Tennessee, the problem is that rather than be responsible legislators, we have politicians basically throwing tantrums like infants And they, I mean, we just saw this with, you brought up Insure Tennessee. Insure Tennessee got scrapped because Ron Ramsey decided he wasn't going to let it get passed. It was a plan created by a Republican governor, and they wouldn't let it get out of committee to the point that they actually named people who would be explicitly against any kind of Medicare expansion in the state of Tennessee to the committee that had to decide on it. It, it, it. Is to the total detriment of the people of this state that these people, one, have power, two, get to make these kind of decisions, three, seem to go unscathed come election time. That needs to change. And that is why I am not running for any kind of political
4: office. But I unfortunately have to take off. And and y'all should come to the Tuesday show. Yes, the Tuesday show. Uh, Could you give us a... It's going to be on September 29th. We've got Byron Stamps uh, coming in from Dallas. Nice. Mm. Um, We've got another comic coming in from Toronto uh, named David Hetty. So it's going to be an interesting show. It will be at Chase the Vape, our sponsors, on Broad. And we will be at their place uh this awesome. time. Oh, and, place is super cool. Yeah, please go to the breakup show too, because I'm I'm looking forward to that. Oh thank so, you, honey. Yeah. I
3: appreciate that. Thank
4: you all for having me though. And I hope that helps. Somehow. Yes. So good to have you. Thank you so much for being here, thank Kyle. You, Kyle. Thank you. Thank
2: you.
1: And uh thanks everybody for sitting through my uh my ranty nonsense.
2: Yeah, that was rough, no, it's man. That's good information. I mean, I mean no, that was good. Is, kids, is it weird that I'm a conservative Republican? Is it weird? <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. Only when we
1: take into account the show you
2: do. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I just kidding. Uh, I mean,
1: I don't know. You, we, as we've seen th- with rep- conservative Republicans.
2: Yeah, actually, they're the dirtiest motherfuckers out there. They
1: are the there. dirtiest dick motherfuckers damn, on the planet.
2: seriously. Big old race of dicks. Oh, yep. boy.
0: Listeners, I wish that you guys could have seen Savannah's in my posture during that whole thing because Dad gets really... Animated when he cares about stuff, and he throws his little hands around, and Savannah and I are both just like leaning away from him, uh-huh. like trying to like stay out of reach. Well, out fortunately, of little I, fortunately,
1: they're T Rex arms, so yeah. you don't really
3: need to worry
0: about
2: it too <laughs> well, we much. We both look scared. Like, I at mean, Savannah, and she was like, well, I don't know, I'm like, is this something that normally happens? I'm going to just go not. into my corner. It's Somebody let me know. I'm going to go to my blind dash state. I cover my eyes, <laughs> and I just recoil and I'm scared, and then I'm good. I'm good this again. is
1: the Place we're not going to Morton. Place. We're not going to Morton Downey Jr. It, it is just something I get passionate about because no,
2: it's good. It's good to get passionate it's, about. That. It's
1: aggravating. I mean, there's just been too much disinformation, and we need to own up and be adults in a representative democracy, which means knowing what you're doing, showing up and voting, and calling out bullshit when it happens.
2: I agree. I totally agree.
1: So now for the next piece of advice. <laughs>
2: <laughs> are we gonna keep going? <laughs> Wait, is it, we are. More advice. Look,
1: this is just as intense, you guys. Oh God! Random on the mic tweeted at us.
2: Oh, oh that no. guy.
1: Exactly. <laughs> at Deg and the Big Dog, which is where you can also send your queries for advice, and maybe it won't be anything that fires me up so much.
0: How yeah, can I yes, keep it light? Keep it light.
1: How can my fiance and I tell which person our cat Luna loves more?
0: Somebody else got to have to take this. I don't do cats.
2: Um, I don't do cats either, but I've found that if, I mean, literally you act like you do not give a shit, they will always love you. So if you're trying too hard, you're automatically going to be the one that they'd love less. Which is also great dating advice. Also, Ooh. come see the breakup show, October 3rd, <laughs> 9th or
1: 10th. Nice. That's why she's a professional, you guys. <laughs> hey,
0: That's
1: why she's an old that. pro. Mm-hmm.
2: You, you totally no, No, That was the big dog. The big dog with the assist. What I like to think sports that was an- word.
1: That was an ensemble answer. Ensemble. Ensemble. Uh, so very nice. Um, yeah. Uh, as a cat owner, I would say that. Uh, Get a dog.
3: <laughs> <coughs>
1: well.
0: Sorry. <laughs> if you like
1: being woken up and having your stuff chewed on. And, and thrown being loved ba- and, and, thrown and appreciated. Back up, yeah,
0: that sounds horrible. You know what I love? Cleaning
2: shit out of a box every day. That sounds super fun. Again, girls, girls are both pretty. Every, it's fine. Every it's day? fine. Hmm. The big dog has a little bit of a bias. She's obviously. The big dog, dog only has a bias. Yeah. Big dog don't like family cats. ties. It's fine. Uh,
1: the big dog's bias is bigger than her bite.
2: Oh. Um, hey. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. I don't even really know what that meant, actually. I don't know. I, didn't, but it I was like, so good. At first, I thought it was an ass joke, and then I thought no, about it more. Really. I was like, I don't really know what kind of joke this is. Yeah, yeah, but I just thought no. it sounded good. Yeah. I love it the have a really good joke. <laughs> right? It just seems like a burn. <laughs> yeah. Well, when
1: so. you've been doing this as long as I have, you can say, you can just string words together. Right. That sounds right.
0: amazing. Can you do another one?
1: Maybe. They have to happen organically. Right. You can't force this shit. You can't force it. Um, okay. So, yeah, I would say that you know. Cats cats don't hold back which one they like more. Uh, wh- whichever one who the cat hangs around or follows around or makes sure that it's like open to any kind of affection around, that's the one it likes mo- you know more.
2: What? Actually, I think I'm going to amend my earlier answer. I don't think that a cat's love is quantifiable. I think that basically cats are so smart and manipulative they can tell like who's more wanting it at that one point and they will feed into that mm. because then it plays the other one off of them. And so then you get questions like this, like, oh my God, that cat loves so one the other one So the cat me. won. The cat fucking won. The cat wins every time. Yeah, exactly. That's what you want to So it's not quantifiable. Owner. Don't worry about it. Just play it cool and you'll be good.
1: Very nice. That was, uh, that was some damn fine advice there. Thank you. And unqualified because she is not a cat owner. Uh, not at
2: all. I'm totally <laughs> allergic
1: to cats. Oh, uh, but still, you did. They such I a... wish I was. Me.
2: They fucking love me. Really? Yes, because yeah. I'm allergic to them. Yeah. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah that's it. <laughs> Whichever one of you is allergic
2: to cats. Yeah, that's the one. That's one the one. More. Yeah. You're welcome. Nice.
1: All right. Uh, Creative Memphis asks. We'll do a couple more of these. Creative Memphis asks, "Where do Smurfs come from? And how would you define creativity?"
0: Well, Are you serious? I and will we'll,
1: address the first question.
0: Hold on. What? The second part of that? <laughs> Say that again.
1: How would you define creativity?
0: How is that the
2: same question? Uh, right.
1: It's two separate questions.
0: Oh.
2: <laughs> it doesn't work that way. No, totally you really shouldn't
1: use and after the question mark, but he did. It's so all right. It's cool. All right. I can address the Smurfs part of this. <laughs> uh, Good, because I cannot. I can. I went to the Smurfs wiki. All right. So... <laughs> cheater. Cool, <laughs> <Well>, that's fine. <laughs> the Smurfs are in the real world a creation of a Belgian cartoonist uh that got very popular and went international and was beloved mostly in the 1980s. But uh that's where they come from in the real world. In the Smurf mythology though, uh Smurfs are brought by a stork. And this is the weird part. So in the Smurf chronology, you start off with Grandpa and Grandma Smurf. And they're around, and then Papa Smurf gets dropped off by a stork. And then Grandpa Smurf leaves, because he's a horrible fa- father. And Grandma Smurf <laughs> follows him, because I guess she figured Papa Smurf could take care of himself. Okay. What with his beard and <laughs> hat. uh. And then, like two hundred years later, all the rest of the Smurfs get dropped off by a stork.
0: All at once? Yeah, just a big litter of Smurfs. just a
1: big litter of Smurfs, all just getting dropped. It was kind of like uh, the Battle of Britain, except with Smurfs just being dropped on mushrooms. Um, except for Smurfette, who was created by Gargamel. And so there you go. So there's
2: that. That's
1: where Smurfs came from. Now, Big Dog, how would you define creativity? <laughs>
2: You know, if I could take this big dog. Oh, God, please do. I Wikipedia'd creativity. Oh. And I want to tell you guys about it right now. Do it. Um, creativity is a phenomenon whereby something new and somehow valuable is formed. They created a, maybe may intangible. It could be an idea, scientific theory, a musical composition, blah, blah, blah. Or a joke, they say. Or an original physical object, blah, blah, blah. So I mean, and it, actually, there is one thing I read while he was doing this first thing that I wasn't listening to. I'm sorry, I can't um, blame you. There's this whole thing called the four P's: process, product, person, and place. Uh-huh. Ooh. Okay, so the um, the product. Usually appears and attempts to measure creativity, and creative creative ideas framed as successful means what? I think I read the wrong part there. <laughs> <laughs> However, let's go back to the four P's. Let's go back to the four P's: process, product, person, in place. I think that's very a very good place to start with that mm-hmm. because creativity does start with the process. Like you're thinking about oh, okay, well, this is what I want to do. You create a product, and it's who you are and where you are in time, and that's what qualifies creativity. And that could be anything. So that's what I'm saying for that one. Because I Wikipedia it because I learned it from Dave.
0: Nice. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I would just take it so literally creativity. It's if you create something. I don't know if, I, I feel like it might be a little unfair to throw originality into it because you could create something that you believe is super original, and then
2: find out that somebody else did it, you know, also sort of just by happenstance. Yeah. I think, I think, that's why I'm so much more about the process yeah. and the product. It's yeah. like, it's actually creating something and doing it. I think right. creativity is more about doing it's than an just action, thinking. Yeah. It's not right. the idea part. Like, idea part's amazing and great, but that should c- trigger something else. Yeah, like, you have to have the follow-through. There has to it be execution. Be, yeah, what
0: the re- those, those three, four Ps made me think about um, my friend, family member sort of. Um, she, she calls herself creative, but what she does is she goes and she finds um, – she goes, like, junking. She goes to antique yeah. stores and stuff and then takes things and just sort of, like, cleans them and sells them again – and that sort of bothers me because, like, that's not – that doesn't seem like creating to me. You know what I mean? Right. It's, just, it's just, like, getting somebody else's shit and
2: then selling it. But, hello, back to the breakup show. I swear to God I'm not trying to do this. But that's exactly what I was making great. that joke about before is that, you know, people give me shit. They give me their shit stories. And I turn them into something that is palatable and funny. And it's a, it's a rethinking of that shitty situation. And people like it. Yeah, but that's a process. You're doing something to the story. I know, but still, it's bare bones. It's still yeah. that. It's the same fucking thing. Yeah. You know, you give me a broken bed, and if I repackage it, and it's fun, and it's great to sleep on, cool. That's awesome. People love it. But so it's it's the same thing. It's just a different process. It's a good All
3: point. Right.
1: Well, I think I think that was good. I think that's a good one to close out uh, the I advice think so. segment on. <laughs> Uh, If you would like advice, then you can send your query for advice to at Dag and the big dog, A-N-D, the big dog, uh, at Twitter, and uh, we will be happy to give you advice. Uh, For those of you who may have submitted queries uh, already and you're wondering where your answer is, it'll be on the next episode. Don't you worry about
0: it. Don't worry. It's not like we get that many. Yeah, exactly.
1: Right now, there's not a pile of these. Please
2: don't make Dag yell again. No, that was kind of scary. That was a well, scary. it was a little too much. To learn. I mean, a little I mean, too much to learned. You're right about all the stuff. <laughs> no, it's it, totally right. Totally right.
1: Well, I don't have to be right, but I'm just passionate.
2: I just—I so. I wasn't expecting it. I was like, "Oh, it's uh, some you know, goofballs and funny bones up here." Woo. And now we're talking insurance. <laughs> serious and, no, learning. No, I'll be serious. honest.
1: Uh, we were going to originally call this podcast "Goofballs and Funny Bones." <laughs> uh, and funny how bones? did you know? <laughs> then it turned out it's already there, already a podcast.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Number
1: six hundred and forty-two <laughs> on iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, that was that was good. I, I, I'm feeling very good about the episode so far. Um, But now I think we have to address something that uh, we've put off for for far too long, and that is, Hillary. (sighs) Cold cut. And that is, Big Dog. Yes? Have you done your movie homework?
0: Dick, i tell you what, I did it early. What? Yeah. Well... No, I did it <laughs> on time for when I thought it was due, and um, and then and then it got postponed. Then it got postponed. So, but that counts.
1: It does count, and and I'm very happy because, uh, as you know, your assignment was to watch the movie, Bernie. Bernie, directed by Richard Linklater, sure, starring
0: Jack Black and Shirley MacLaine,
1: with a with a fine performance also from Fuck. Matthew McConaughey. Matthew
0: McConaughey, of course.
1: Oh. So, yeah, uh, Bernie is a very interesting movie because, as I said when I assigned it, it, it's kind of a hybrid of a comedy, a drama, and a documentary. So those,
0: people, those are real people?
1: Those are the real people it's in Carthage, Texas. It's yeah, a yeah. yeah. A thank yeah, Nice. Thank you.
0: Um, I forgot that you had told me that and that I re-listened to last week's or the second episode when you assigned it to me and and, and it made me think about the movie so much differently. Right? Yeah. It was crazy good.
1: Yeah, it's crazy good. It's also crazy, like just yeah. how all Full that went down.
0: real stone when I watched it, um, but I feel like that only added to it because uh, I was just like, "Is this really happening?"
2: And it was weird how much I actually just watched Nacho Libre <laughs> and has no idea that we're actually talking about a different movie. <laughs> well,
1: hold on. Let's see if we can trip her up.
2: Yeah, uh, I, come on. I haven't I'm seen get, whatever I'm movie you're talking about.
1: <laughs> so, so Bernie is the story of Bernie Teed who was the assistant funeral director in Carthage, Texas, which is a small town in East Texas. And he was very beloved by the people in the town mm-hmm. uh, because he always took a very hands-on approach to his job, was very community-minded, uh was very much about helping people get through the hardest part. Of of losing someone,
0: yeah. And I spent the whole first part of the movie being like, "What is his motivation? Is he a skis ball? Is he trying to get something out of people?" Like it, it was sort of hard to believe that he was as good as he made you know seemed. Sure, but I think he just was right.
1: I I think that was just something that he had taken very much into himself was that he was going to live his life in service to others to some extent. Um. And then, like with all good things, money entered the picture <laughs> right, and, and kind of took him off that path a little bit. But at the same time, like, I think his intentions initially were noble. But when things became overwhelming and, and too hard for him to sustain, uh, then he then he snapped when it was when it was too much. And Richard Linklater, who directed the film, said uh, he wanted to tell the story, uh, tell a story that, that asked the question. Could the nicest person in the world commit murder? And the answer is yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they can.
0: And that's, I mean, I can't even tell you. My favorite theme in movies, books, literature, media, everything is is moral ambiguity. I love it. I love it. And this movie was rife with it. Like, I just, I mean, because this guy's, his motivations were so pure. Even after he murders that bitch, he <laughs> takes her mo- movie, he takes her money and does philanthropic, wonderful, altruistic right. things with it. And at no point could you say, you know, he's a bad guy. Even when all of the evidence, he admitted it. He confessed yeah. to it.
2: And the whole town's like, Please.
1: He shot an old lady in the back four times. And you still four times. Can't and then help. kept her
2: in a freezer, right? And then yeah. stuffed her into a freezer. That's a fucked up part to me. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, he was doing his job.
1: Yeah, that is the weird thing yeah, is true. that, and they made a big point of that at his trial that, This is a guy who deals with dead bodies. He could dispose of a dead body if he He needed to, but he didn't. He just put her in a place where she would be preserved and left her there. And like so many of us at different times in our life, just hoped he wouldn't get caught, which he was inevitably.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: And I think that he sort of knew that he would.
1: Yeah, yeah, he definitely knew, but, you know, he's trying... Like I think the whole thing where he's doing the the philanthropic good I mean that's him trying to make up for the fact that he's done this awful thing, and he knows it was awful, yeah, I
2: agree, yeah, I, agree I think
1: that. so um so yeah, uh the film ends with Bernie getting uh, a life sentence at, with the possibility of parole when he's eighty nine years old uh now this this all took place in the late nineties, well, in two thousand and fourteen, there was new. Information introduced into the case, which and this isn't going to probably come as a big shocker to the two, uh, to my two jaded, uh, my co-host and my star. What? Uh, what?
2: You've gotta kinda, you got to be kind
1: of you are got to kind of see this one coming. But it came out that Bernie, this very sweet, effeminate <laughs> man who everyone thought was just celibate, uh, was sexually molested when he was a child.
2: Um. Hmm. That's new?
1: That's a new thing? Yeah. Uh, so they didn't have that at the first trial. Oh. And so the DA uh, came out and said that, well, I don't think the sentence fits the crime. See, what they what the psychologist presented was that Bernie, because he was um, assaulted when he was a child, he was more prone to putting himself into a negative relationship.
2: Uh, wait, 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 what the f-
1: that's what they came up with.
2: I could, I could do that. I could say that. That wasn't abuse or anything. But <laughs> well, you know. that's
1: that's kind of the key part of this.
0: Well, yeah, that's, that's kind that's of the true. key part
1: of this. So um, they decided I the, the judge, the judge. So
0: many problems with that. No, well, it problems. gets it
1: gets weirder. The judge involved decided that they would have a resentencing hearing
0: because they found out that he was molested.
1: Yes. Okay. So they decided they would have a resentencing. And until they had that, Bernie was released on bond.
0: What? That's so bonkers. Bernie.
1: It gets crazier. Bernie. It was released from jail so that he could go and live in the garage and no. under the supervision of Richard Linklater, who directed the film. Wait,
2: what? I did hear about this. Oh shit! You're right. I totally did hear about this. So yes.
1: Uh, Last According to the the last news report, I was able to see Bernie works as a paralegal and bikes to work every day and lives in Richard Linklater's garage. And he is currently awaiting resentencing, which is originally scheduled for July of 2015, but has now been pushed back to January of 2016.
3: Holy shit.
1: Danny Buck Davidson, I believe that's the name of the DA, uh, has recused himself from further uh, uh, cases with Bernie. Because when Bernie got arrested the first time, he was only charged with murder. However, after uh, his victim had been dead, he forged two checks and forged her signature. Yeah. And so now her family wants Bernie brought up on theft charges which were never prosecuted at the time. Okay. Danny Buck Davidson had to recuse himself because he would have been named as a witness
3: oh, in that
1: case. Okay, okay. So that's yeah. still up in the air, whether or not anybody's going to prosecute him on theft. But he is out in the world until, you know, at least January when he has a resentencing hearing. Uh, but there's a good chance that Bernie won't go back to jail. And, I mean, he's an admitted murderer, and yet, and this might be a testimony to either, A, how good a film that is, like right. how convincing that movie right. is. because
2: I did hear that was like a factor in it, and that's what they were all or about. Or
1: just like, what a good dude that is. Yeah, and also like, probably a testament to how
2: much money he has behind it to get really good attorneys. I don't right? think I
1: think they took all the money away from him. Really? Yeah, because he was supposed to be the he was the sole but if, beneficiary. But if Linkletter
2: is behind him, then there was money. Right. Put there was definitely it.
1: Austin money that was going into this yeah. because he did. He got a new defense attorney, and that's where this stuff started there's, coming. There's from.
2: money coming from different sources. Yeah, absolutely. For
1: sure. Because because there was a film made about it, he got advocacy. There's right. no doubt about that.
2: Right. Um, that's probably the biggest effect that the movies had on it i would think no
1: doubt but i mean you take a look at something like paradise lost that comes out in the early 90s and it takes 20 years for those guys to be released the film came out in 2012 yeah yep like in two years he was out in the real world now i mean he's an admitted murderer. i don't know that i have any kind of problem with him like not going back to jail like i don't feel that that somebody is going to commit uh, that kind of crime ever again it
2: is it's a very bizarre situation and it's a very just like niche kind of case yeah but it's like absolutely yeah, he doesn't have the mentality of a murder he's not a menace to society he was of course i mean he's been portrayed as a product of his environment and what he was dealing with and all that but yeah i mean it's still there's all that but it's like fuck People get way less trials than that and go to jail forever. Oh, yeah. yeah. People, you know? people so,
1: get locked in jail for life on drug charges. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what's fucked up. And Yeah, it's fucked up and weird. But I, yeah, after, I mean, that, I watched the film for the second time just to get ready for this. And it was like, oh, this is a very compelling story.
2: It is. <laughs> it is. It a, is. A very it's also a movie. <laughs> it is absolutely a movie. Yeah.
1: But it speaks to the power of film. Um, very true. And speaking of powerful films, uh, this will this will help timestamp it for those of you who keep track of when we actually record these. Uh, the other day, we lost a legend of cinematography.
0: I know this.
1: Good. I'm glad you do. I hope the world does. Uh, we lost Wes Craven, mm-hmm. um, prolific horror director, uh, creator of several lasting horror franchises, most notably... Your movie homework for next time, Big Dog.
0: Uh-huh. The
1: original Nightmare on Elm Street.
2: You've never seen that, dude? It's bad. I haven't seen anything. I, I have I've seen very little for what I should see, but every single film that's been mentioned, I'm like I've seen that. I feel like really great now. You should so really awesome. That's, that's what this what podcast I'm here, for. Is here. Thanks, Big Dog. Yep. Yeah, you're welcome.
1: So, uh, without delving into the plot, because it'll Out. speak for itself and it'll do fine. The crazy thing to me about nightmare. A Nightmare on Elm Street and the franchise that it spawned is horror movies have been around since the very beginning of film, and we're all very used to seeing like around Halloween time you you'll see a lot of like the original Universal monsters and stuff. But the entire time when I was growing up, in like a Walgreens or any kind a, a, a supermarket, drugstore, whatever. There was always a bunch of Freddy Krueger and Nightmare on Elm Street merchandise.
0: Oh, that's what Freddy Krueger's from?
1: Yes. (laughs) See, this is how much she doesn't know about these things. Like, it was so iconic that it was everywhere. These are R-rated movies where people die in horrible, gory ways, but the culture embraced it so much that it just became this constant thing. Uh and I don't think I'm going to sign it as movie homework next time, but it was very interesting to see Wes Craven's take on that a decade later when he made Wes Craven's new nightmare. That's very much about the culture of Freddy and what it had become after he had created this one thing. Uh, nightmare on Elm Street. The whole franchise is very good for visual effects from the get go and was always just a great way to see what people were doing with practical effects And kind of like the cutting edge stuff. After about the third movie, it all becomes a lot about one-liners. The stories aren't that good. The deaths always stay classic. So uh, I hope you enjoy the first one that stars Heather Langenkamp, Johnny Depp, and John Saxon. Uh, And it it is just a phenomenal, fun movie. Uh, All right. I think it's going to be a good way for us to head into the Halloween season for you to go ahead and see that one. And then maybe before you go to Haiti, we'll watch my favorite Wes Craven movie, uh, The Serpent and the Rainbow, which is his take on uh, voodoo in Haiti.
2: Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, It's a fun one starring Bill Pullman of Independence Day fame.
2: It's good. It's on theme. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. Try to keep it on theme. Yeah. Yeah, That's kind of
1: what we try to do.
2: Always. Always.
1: Well, Savannah, I hope you've enjoyed your time here today. i
2: had a great time. Yes. Uh, we thank have you. really
1: enjoyed having you, and uh, hopefully, we'll have you back in the future. I would
2: love it. Yeah. Yes,
1: we would love to have you back. And uh, before we go, um, let's get those dates for the uh, breakup, breakup show. show one more time.
2: Oh, okay, breakup show. We're at October 3rd, Saturday, October 3rd, 8 p.m. at the Tower Pavilion on Broad Avenue, uh, October 9th and 10th uh, at Studio 688, 688 South Cox. Uh, Friday night, the ninth, seven PM show. Then two shows on Saturday night, the tenth. And go to BreakupShow.com dot com if you have anything you want to submit or buy tickets. We can, you can do all of that from there.
1: Very nice, uh, big dog. You got any plugs? Nope. Awesome as always. <laughs> uh, <laughs> once again, catch I catch
0: w- me napping in the sunshine, <laughs> <laughs> Run around in circles.
1: <laughs> That's what you do best. That's what I do best. Uh, I'm going to plug uh, The Wise Guys. We have shows uh, the second and third Saturday of every month at Cafe Eclectic on McLean. Uh, The second Saturday show is a family-friendly show. That's at 8 o'clock. And the third Saturday show is at 1030. That's adults only. Uh, That's The Wise Guys. We are the longest still-running improv group in Memphis. And also, keep your eyes peeled, but not in like a Nightmare on Elm Street, Never Sleep Again type way. Uh,
0: Spoilers.
1: (laughs) It's a later thing. That's from a later movie. Uh, On Friday, October 30th, on WKNO Channel 10 Memphis, uh, Professor Ghoul's Horror School will be making a debut of our Lost Lessons. Our Lost Lessons Volumes 2 and 3.
2: Lost Lessons.
1: um, Which, in fact, does feature Miss Savannah Bearden.
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I, I literally didn't know that. In a little
1: episode called Terror in the Crypt.
2: Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that the one where I played producer or something?
1: No, that was the one where you were a vampire.
2: Oh, that one, yeah. yeah That's a pretty good one. Not a cunt bench director. Oh, I like that. <laughs> no, I was not no. con- like a cunt bench director at that time. But I, I do remember that one. That's a good one. It is a good, one. good
1: and one. And I'm, I'm a big fan of that episode, and I, I can't wait for everyone to be able to see it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so tune in for that. Uh, as always you can contact us at at Deg and the Big Dog on Twitter. And uh it's been great that you've listened to us for this hour thirty five.
3: Oof. Ouch. Yeah. Wow.
2: We ran long. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Savannah's
1: okay. so fun. We had, Savannah is so fun. You can't blame us we <laughs> had such a good time.
0: Oh, thank you. You guys loved it. <laughs> Don't act like you didn't love it.
2: So I know I loved it.
1: I know I think I think everyone had a lot of love for it.
2: All right, Left everybody laugh, learn some more. l and
1: ls guys. L&Ls <laughs> with LOLs. <laughs> Until next time, we will remain Dag and, and the, the Big,
3: big Dog. dog.
1: <laughs> Dag and the Big Dog is a production of OAM Audio.
0: For more information, visit theoamnetwork.com.